0: You're listening to Podiatry Marketing Conversations on Building a Successful Podiatry Practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald.
1: Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, and welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. And with me is my co host and partner in crime, it is Big Jim Mack, all the way over in
0: Canada. How are you doing today, Jim? Tyson, things are good. Things are good. You know, I'm still trying to work off some of those pounds from the holidays. So, uh, i definitely live up to that nickname uh for sure all all the pumpkin pie squash pie turkey ham a, a big you know new year's dinner with my in-laws here in quebec uh yeah i definitely need to get on the uh the treadmill the bike and uh you know kind of get some new year's re- resolutions rolling so uh no, things are good with me so i always find it interesting
1: that you guys don't do uh meat pies you always talk about pumpkin pie and cherry pie and they have all these pies every time i've been to America. They have pie, but they don't do the good
0: Aussie meat pie. So it's funny you bring that up because actually, in Quebec, we eat one of the things we have at New Year's is tortillere, and that is a meat pie. So oh, okay. Like I do have some do have some meat pie there, and actually, one of the places I one of the first places I ever ate in Montreal when I got here. I don't know if they're a Kiwis or they're from Australia, but there is an Australian meat pie yeah. uh, spot spot here, not too far away from where I live in Montreal. So um, oh, you're blessed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I talk more about the sweet pies and not the meat pies, but, uh, but yeah, things are good here in Montreal. Okay. So this is week two of January's. And uh, so I always find the
1: beginning of the year, it takes a little bit of just getting the momentum going. You start your business back. You've just, you know, you finish the holidays. So, we are going to keep everyone motivated this year. So, what is today's topic?
0: Yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, Google being a moving target. And like you said, you know, we're just starting off twenty twenty three. We don't want to like bombard people with like way too much information or things aren't relevant to their practice. But I think everyone knows Google. They know they use it on a daily basis, probably to search for the weather, what time is it, you know, in. Cairn, Australia, you know, like whatever you're looking, you're 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 typing into Google. So we just want to get into an understanding about how Google works uh, and just kind of things to be aware of with their platform because there are rules associated with what Google's going to rank. Um, they're always kind of changing the rules to benefit themselves. And we want to get into specifics around that today. Are you saying Google isn't in it for us? They're in it for themselves. <laughs> Well, oh, that's you know, with all these all these <laughs> venture capitalist funded um, yeah. you know American based corporations the uh, the bottom line the investors the it's um, true though they've got to find ways to grow and and increase the amount of revenue on their balance sheets right and usually google is you know their main form uh, of creating revenue um, isn't your free Gmail account it's not uh, you're using google.com for free it's all the different types of advertising they serve um, in different places so it's important to know um, you know if you're not paying for the product you kind of are the product right so we, yeah. we'll get into some of those details today
1: well I suppose it's no different when you're talking about profits it's like your podiatry business yes we, we want to look after our patients but in the end you set up a business Because you want it to be profitable, so I think Google has to do exactly the same thing. So I assume they're always moving it because they're trying to work out what is the best thing that's going to bring profits in for
0: their business, and then we've got to adapt our businesses
1: to get the most out of it. No, that's
0: a perfect example. Is that um, you know when they when they first started, right? Like this was a site that had no advertising on it. It was like a very like you know, and they were looking for that way to actually. Uh, generate revenue for their business and ads was kind of the thing that uh you know became very valuable whether it be the search ads was kind of where they started and now display ads you know they they own youtube so they can run youtube advertising but it is one of those things where um you know that this quest for revenue is, is and can kind of like lead to i wouldn't say like a, a terrible user experience but like everyone you know, has ideas about what they think about advertising, whether it be search advertising or display advertising and really kind of getting down to the, what does that mean for your practice? Right. Like, yeah. And, uh, and I would say that it's really important to note that for a long time, the way Google worked was that you typed in those search words and you pushed, you know, search and it would really bring, you know, at the very beginning, like no advertisement, but basically the best five or 10 links. And you would basically. Google's job was to send you to that 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 great website. That's yeah. where you know those blue links. You click there, and you're gonna have something that's like a great result. And that's the reason why it beat out things like Ask, Ask Jeeves or Lycos or Alta Vista, some of these old school um, search engines that maybe not everyone in the the audience remembers. But that's how Google got popular. Is that it would send the way they built their algorithm. The links were very relevant. So people just kept on coming back to this website, even though it wasn't the first search engine. Um, You know, Yahoo and some of these other ones were, but it was the best. And, but what's happening over time now is that they really want you to stay on Google based properties. They don't want to send you to, you know, if someone, a patient in your local area is looking for your business um, or even podiatrist near me search terms now. They really want to find a way to almost enrich themselves as opposed to like send patients to you anymore so Hmm. when you search let's say the name of your practice right maybe it's like you know uh sydney podiatry associates you're going to see that box on their website you know that 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 kind of like knowledge box on the right side that has your 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 name your uh, phone number your address is right there so there's almost no incentive for you know, if someone wants to call and make an appointment, there's maybe a book an appointment button there and it might get to that scheduling page on your website. But Google is trying to find ways to keep people on Google.com so they can serve these ads to people. So it's important to note that um, the way Google is doing things, you know, has changed so you it, it's not something where a tactic you so someone used, maybe an SEO person or your marketing person used five years ago on Google. Like those things are quickly kind of eliminated by google to kind of it's almost the costco shopping experience i don't know if you have these big bulk stores um in australia yeah but there's costco, a few around, there's
1: a couple of them around
0: one of the tricks that they do at costco is that they're always moving the different items around the store so it's almost like a treasure hunt and you're never like you never get into this routine where you can just like have your exact shopping list down grab your stuff and get out it's always like the peanuts are next to the big screen tvs or like Next week, the tacos are next to like you know the the twenty dollar bottle of wine or something. Or they're it's trying to find ways though. for you. To... It, like when it's you think clever. about
1: that, like if you go to your normal supermarket, we have here uh, Woolworths and Coles are our two big supermarkets, and mm-hmm. I just know when I if I go and do the shopping, I know what is in which aisle because it never changes. There might the ends though they will change and there might be a promotion there, and that's supposed to be quite expensive for those products to be on each of those ends. But I can see how Costco, where you normally go, your peanuts are here, and next thing, hang on, they've put the peanuts down in the wine aisle. It's pretty hard to walk down the wine aisle without going, well, actually, <laughs> I've been working hard today. I deserve a bottle of wine or two. Yeah, and then moving it moving it somewhere. So I think it's very clever. So Google is doing exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean... Moving the peanuts. They're, not, you know, they're, not, they're <laughs> not moving the peanuts or the wine, or next to the wine, but it is a similar thing where... You can't have a static um, strategy or a set of ways to approach Google. So you, either you as a podiatrist or the person handling your marketing really has to be on top of these algorithm up- updates. Because every three months or two months, Google is changing the way they're kind of rearranging those links in that top 10. And sometimes changes are need to be made to your website Different technical things need to be implemented. Maybe a different type of page needs to be on your website. A different approach to the overall way you're presenting yourself on your website has to change. Maybe there has to be video embeds to make sure that people are staying longer on those pages. Yeah. So they're watching the video, so they're longer. Because it is this feedback loop, right? It's uh, not only search, but a lot of people use Google Analytics, which gives Google information about how long people stay on your website. So it is this thing where. You have to kind of keep your eye on the ball. I guess that's the first, this kind of first part of our our chat today. It's just like either you or someone you know that's doing your marketing has to stay on top of these changes because most recently back in May, a lot of websites, a lot of podiatry websites, lost somewhere between fifty to sixty percent of the traffic to the websites because Google decided to send a lot of terms like you know diagnosis or treatment terms to big authoritative websites like mayo clinic or um, the cleveland clinic or webmd they don't want to send it to your small little podiatry site about what a bunion is yeah. they want to send it to these big uh, authoritative websites that have a lot of traffic to hopefully get those big sites to buy advertising um, because they'll buy more advertising than you will so it's it's a bit of a game so you need to keep you or the person you're working with needs to keep their eye on the ball number one yeah and i have noticed there
1: was something i was searching for just recently and i can't remember what it was that i typed in but the first three things that came up were actually all YouTube videos, and yeah. those YouTube videos, but they were all three of them were exactly, were really good. Was exactly what I was looking for. But the actual company that produced the product I was looking for was way down the page. It was probably about eighth on the page. But it was all these other places that were talking about it, but also had you know, half a million views. So Google straight away were going, well, this is the information you want we're going to send you here because
0: these are these are more popular that's a really great point i think that it kind of touches on the basis of like what is the user intent and depending on what you're searching for for example at least for right now like if someone types is types in like podiatrist near me like the way they've used their algorithm is that like usually videos are not going to show up for that you're going to get this kind of like what we call like a local pack so the ads will show up that will be like this local pack, which is like the map with usually like three links next to it that are kind of usually based off the proximity. So your cell phone or your desktop has an IP address. Google can tell where that's located at and then basically like says these are the places closest to you and maybe it ranks them by the number of ratings or reviews they have. And then that area below is that kind of free or organic area. That is constantly kind of being in flux. And like you said, sometimes for certain products, if I type in maybe like how to change a light bulb, like some videos from YouTube will show up there. But if yeah. you type in podiatrist Cleveland or podiatrist Detroit, like you're not gonna get videos there. So people, they're spending a lot of time maybe making I'm a podiatrist in Detroit videos. If people, you know, not a lot of people are gonna be searching YouTube for that. And at least for right now, it doesn't pull it into YouTube into the Google results, but it is something to be aware of. And I'm always looking at those results to make sure that if if videos were to come in there that, you know, the podiatrists I work with, you know, that we have, you know, things optimized. But it is, like you said, it does kind of change depending on what you're searching for and what you see in the results. Yeah.
1: So to me, if I typed in uh how do I strap my heel for heel pain then that may not give me a list of podiatrists. It could give me videos. But if there's a podiatrist in my local area that actually has a number of videos on that particular area and it's optimized the right way, then that could
0: show up in that search results, ideally. Yeah, it it could. But like I said, there's a lot of what's happening right now is that a a lot of that kind of more general information, I mean, it has to be pretty niche, I would say. A lot of that general information, like if you had a let's say you're a clinic in Detroit and you have like a video about like what a bunion is, at least for right now, like all of that traffic is, whether it be video, images, the articles to it, like even if you're that local podiatrist, uh, if you're on page one, you're doing something very, very right because a lot of that stuff is just going straight to these big websites right now. But it's not impossible, but it definitely, like I said, Google's always changing their algorithm. So there could be, you know, they flip a switch or they change this thing or that thing. And then all of a sudden it could be very relevant. So like I talked about earlier, like Google's always changing the rules, like, and and you're playing their game. So it might be something where the slots hit, you know, and then video is, is a local thing as well. So it's something to be aware of. Yeah. Well, I just typed in what's a bunion
1: because you said that just to see out of curiosity, what would come up. And it's funny that the number one place that came up was the Mayo Clinic. It's right at the top. Yep. There's, there's no ads. There's no nothing. It's just the Mayo Clinic. And then it's got Ortho, Info, Cleveland Cleveland Clinic. Yep. Uh, Health Direct, WebMD. So these are all ones that you actually mentioned. Foot Health Facts, <laughs> NHS UK, Lifespan.org,
0: and Wikipedia. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's um, They just want to send all these big... Big sites, the traffic, and then, like I said, I don't think they're trying to up. Like, I don't think they think that, like, maybe there's there's more money in these bigger websites to pay for advertising as opposed yeah. to like a small, you know, one or two podiatrist practice who has kind of a cap, you know, on their budget. You know, no podiatrist is going to spend five or ten thousand dollars in Google Ads, but maybe WebMD would if it helped uh, them get more traffic. So
1: yeah, well, they say the best place to bury a body is on page two of Google. Exactly. <laughs> So what, what do podiatrists need to do then? Obviously, they should talk to you because this is what <laughs> this is what you do day in, day out. You're always reading this information. You're keeping up to date. So if a podiatrist is, because I read somewhere, oh, I can't remember who, I was on a webinar and someone was talking about this and they actually said that if you've been using uh, like an online marketing provider and all of a sudden you've noticed your results taking a, a like quite a big dive and you're not getting the results that you are they said for them just to turn around and say oh yeah well that's yeah the algorithms changed you just got to expect that is a is a lazy response they said because they really should be on top of and sort of in front of what the algorithm yeah, be taking a bit of a through their experience they should know what not exactly be able to predict what changes is going to happen but they should be able to make changes pretty fast to keep your business where it should be
0: yeah that's a good point i think number one i would say is like and everyone gets these cold calls probably gets cold emails number one is to like just ignore anyone that like guarantees they're going to put you in the number one spot like that's probably the are you saying that that email
1: i got from raul was not real (laughs) (laughs) he said he could make me number one
0: i mean i'm not going to throw shade (laughs) on him you know but like my experience is that you know no one can guarantee those things um They may try really hard. They may not use. They might use short-term tactics that long-term hurt your website. But um, that was something was more of a a gamification of of the ratings and the rankings back in the day, but not so much now. Uh, I would also say that um, it's really important, uh, like 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 you mentioned. You know, if, if you're if the people are blaming it on the algorithm. Uh, I think it's also important to understand the the different types of traffic that your website receives. Um, And I think a lot of the, like I mentioned, there's this big drop in kind of across the board for most podiatry clinics uh, that I saw in in May. Yeah, And some of that is for I would call like, I would say that it's irrelevant traffic, but it's not traffic that's naturally going to lead. It might be kind of like a first touch type of traffic, meaning like if my website, if my clinic website had, what is a bunion? Like it might be nice if someone comes and reads about it. That's not something I would ever want to like uh, advertise on, right? Because it's it's something that I, like I'm going to be paying a lot of money for for basically education, educating my clients. So if I if I could get that to rank, you know, on the organic where it's the free, you know, part of Google, that would be fantastic. But like I said and i i kind of disagree a little bit with that person that told you that like yeah. i don't think anyone really like saw that like google is going to make a change and then to basically just push all this traffic towards these big websites like they decided to do that and like maybe that you know google and other tech companies are always looking for revenue so maybe it's inevitable um but i think it is what you can do to protect yourself from something like that is what are those topics or those relevant pages and we'll get into like so what's working now, right? And this could change. And I noticed that even in some of the places where I have some of my podiatry clients, I'm I'm really having to kind of fight against this. But one of the big things I think is, is working now is this kind of like a local approach, um, as opposed to just like, like I said, this educational, we're gonna describe what a bunion is or what a bunion treatment is. I think those are good pages to have on your website, but to think that those are the pages that are gonna like convert into a new patient, um, you really want to focus the ones that are going to convert are the ones that are more that local expert photos of you showing you doing those things, but you may not get like a ton of traffic on those like heel pain bunion surgery pages. You want to focus on those like what I call like areas we serve pages. So if you're, if you're located in Detroit, right? Like you want to rank number one for Detroit podiatrist or Detroit foot surgeon. Um, or if there's, Five suburbs around Detroit that you see a lot of great patients from. What are those five different locations? And build out not only pages on your website for it, but then run ads, you know, for those locations. Because like, you know, if it's convenient for someone, and you know, have those ads targeted locally, right? Like, um, target people like, or just you know, make sure that it's visible to people in that suburb so that they know that you're there and you're getting visibility locally there's no use in you being a podiatrist in detroit and like advertising in idaho or california right so just try to like you know dominate your local market and show the value to your local market and that's kind of like the first step that i think can be beneficial and that kind of plays out in some different ways that we can get to in a little bit
1: yeah so with google as well they're encouraging you to put uh, photos onto the google page how important is that to to keep updating and making sure you're putting regular photos up there or is that not as important now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's some, like I talked about, when you're searching the name of your practice or when your name comes up in that local, like maybe you're in the, those three links next to the map. Yeah. I think it's important from like a branding perspective. You want to make sure that the whatever's on Google kind of matches your website. So if they end up clicking through to your website, it's not like, there was these like random pictures on Google and now you have a great website or you have great photos on the Google business profile and then your website looks nothing like it right yeah. you want to like a smooth, I've seen that <laughs> yeah it's it's not uncommon and like it sounds kind of obvious to me because I'm always in this stuff right but yeah. like some of it you know and what sometimes happened too is that you, you take your eye off of your Google business profile for a while and then sometimes Uh, Google will allow kind of user generated photos. So your patient or maybe a staff member took a picture of like your empty waiting room, which is like my least favorite photo of any, like it's almost worse to me than like the footprints in the sand photos, like the empty waiting room or the empty treatment room is like, you don't like that one. The footprints in the sand. What about the flower between the toe? (laughs) Not my thing. (laughs) I mean, you can have that. No, not my thing, but, um, but like I was saying, though, I think it is important to like um, to look at the Google Business Profile, those photos, and make sure they are update on brand and showing the podiatrist and the staff looking very professional with patients mm. um, and it's not empty rooms. So I think, like you said, there's this, you know, having, you know, maybe it's every year, every two years, having someone take updated photos of you, your staff, and then kind of either mock patients or... Patients who have given consent to like show people what you do, because that's going to be, whether it's on your website or your Google business profile, extremely valuable. And it can be used on your Facebook, or if you get so popular that you need display advertising, that can be used there as well. But I think uh, that's a good point about the Google business profile for sure. Okay.
1: So what else in the area, when it comes to things that are changing that we need to sort of, well... For the average podiatrist in the clinic who is quite busy doing what they're doing, they don't have time to do this to really stay yeah. on top of it. So this is why they reach out. And they use different companies. So, what what other advice would you be giving them other than they should be contacting you?
0: Yeah, I mean, besides getting well, you don't want everyone me, contacting think... you because then you'd be you wouldn't be able to do the podcast <laughs> with me anymore. You'd no, too busy. I'd be too inundated building out these websites and helping out people. Um, no, I think it is important uh, to really like the mindset is like a locally relevant you're the local expert right the local foot and ankle care expert and then whether it's um your website or your google business profile i think it is important to understand the power of google search ads i think we've touched on this a little bit and maybe we'll do a podcast on podiatry legends at some point but yeah. when someone types something into the search box and they get either an ad or an organic result that really connects with them, like that's the magic. That's that like aha moment. And you can there's ways of creating the aha moment for the people in your community, and where it just like it's a very relevant ad or it's a very relevant um, search result that leads to a patient appointment. So I see a lot of generic looking uh, either ads or you know it's fine to like advertise in the term like podiatrist near me. But if you see that in the, the like the advertisement there, the first result is like, podiatrist near me, Detroit. Like that doesn't really connect with anybody there on a professional or emotional level. I think it is good to know that you're nearby, um, but just these small little touches can make a big difference. So I think it is. Um, I guess the biggest takeaway today is to know that uh, Google is still a relevant platform but just know that it's always kind of changing. And unless you have time to kind of keep track of those changes and be proactive, mm. you're best to have either someone consulting with you or someone working with you that is on top of these changes so that you don't kind of like be six months or a year after some major updates, the traffic is dropped and you have no idea why and where are the new patients at. And I think that's what's really important. And whether it's a, a great website, that it you know, kind of provides um, information that's relevant to people that shows you that the, you're the kind of local expert. That's the, the first step. And then how do you get Google to like, You know, how, how do you kind of learn those rules or play the game with Google? Because like I said, the, from the top, um, Google likes to change things around. Like um, it's a business for them. Yeah. It's a moving target. And uh, unless you're paying attention and playing by their rules, Um, it's really hard it gets harder and harder to be rewarded by this really really valuable service Um, but at the same time they're a business uh, that doesn't actually want to send you as much traffic as they used to want to okay so does
1: google ever change something and then all of a sudden they've gone damn it
0: that wasn't a good change and they change it back does that ever happen well that's another like little small pushback i was going to have with like uh with what you mentioned like oh you should know that these algorithm changes are gonna happen set of focus is that so let's say you're super reactionary or you're trying to be so proactive that you like outguess google some i've had it happen a few times where you know in digital marketing i wish that most good decisions are made either month to month or quarter to quarter if, you have, if you're working with an agency who's doing things day to day or week to week, that that's a, like making changes or doing things. Google does roll back the algorithm. Yeah. They'll test things to see whether it works or not. And if you have an agency or someone that's like always trying to like be first or do those changes, you know, you want to see like in my mind. If there's two months in a row of something kind of going in a certain direction either well or poorly like that that that's kind of a that's like a minimal time frame to like institute some tests or some changes uh obviously if there's huge drops off drop-offs maybe like a technical audit or something needs to be done more urgently or emergently but you know if you're not looking at it from month to month or quarter to quarter i think people are just kind of like spinning their wheels and kind of like we talked about with some of the blogging, um, like making content just to make content, um, kind of like blogging farms or content farms. yeah, like just making content to make content uh, before you have like a good website, it's a similar thing with Google. If you're making all these changes, trying to predict what Google's doing, or Google rolled out some massive um, update to the algorithm, and there ha- has been changes it's It's more about the trends than it is like what happened this month. okay. I think that's good.
1: It's it's one of those things that Google sometimes just looks like this massive beast, which it is. <laughs> it's a yeah, it is a it is a big beast. But this is why there's people like you who are sort of all over this, and it's true what you said about looking at trends. And even I always say that with people when you're looking at KPIs in your clinic, one week doesn't can can tell you something. But a month tells, gives you more information, two months gives you even more information. So the more you're actually measuring these numbers over the long term, the more you can actually see the, the peaks and the troughs. And if you, just, if you have one bad day in your clinic, you don't t- totally sack your whole staff and replace them with new people. But if one day turns into a week, to a month, to a quarter, then you start thinking, okay, maybe I do need to make changes. So I think this is why people, if they're doing it themselves, great. And if they know what they're doing, but if not, uh, dealing with someone like yourself, uh, especially because they can talk to you. I don't know what happens in the bigger the bigger companies, who they're talking to, what their expertise is. But I know at least if I was going to do something, I would probably talk to you directly.
0: Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm always happy to answer people's questions too, right? Like even if you don't want to bring me on as your consultant or kind of the builder for uh for your website or for your digital marketing project i'm always happy to share this information that's why i got into it the first place Is i had you know i had uh colleagues podiatry school classmates that just had no clue what was going on with google or why were they spending here and not here and what was working and not working so yeah i'm really happy to provide that uh as a service and i think like you mentioned too right like the good thing about google is that it's definitely a value add but it's like it's not necessarily. It can bring a lot of great patients in traffic to to you know foot traffic to to your clinic, but at the same time, if adjustments need to be made, it's not this. I've never seen a podiatry clinic, uh, you know, get more than a thousand to two thousand. I would say relevant visits yeah <laughs> like you can churn out a bunch of content and get all kinds of irrelevant people coming to your website you know you have a, a great video about heel pain that is seen around the world and you're getting people that are never gonna actually come to it's practice true. i mean which is not an awful thing but you know so if you do need to make some course corrections or do some things like a site being for a day or two to kind of like clear things up is not the end of the world but i think. You know, just having that basic information about what Google is, what the rules are, you know, ways to like um, play the game with them uh, to really kind of, you know, build out a an online presence that's, you know, not only beneficial to your patients, but also really uh you know brings long-term sustainability and you know joy to your practice is really what it's all about so definitely open to you know questions or concerns from our listeners because that's uh that's why i do this podcast with you otherwise you know i'd just be you know sitting in my basement (laughs) doing some (laughs) other random stuff uh, on the internet uh but i really enjoy working with my colleagues and podiatrists from around the world really address these um these opportunities head on No, I think it's fantastic. So, Jim, I think on that
1: note, we will uh, wrap this episode up. So I will see you again next week.
0: Thank you very much. like a winner, Tyson. Okay, bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.